0: Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So, as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So, subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe. And then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. Quick programming note, in a few weeks, we're going to do a Q&A podcast with the lead pastor of the Ridge, Mark White. You can find a link to ask a question, maybe about faith, leadership, family, or really anything you'd like in our show notes. For today's episode, I'm really excited to share a conversation that I got to have that's all about running. We're currently in a series right now called On The Run, and it's Jonah and running from God. But we're gonna use this as an opportunity to talk about life and faith lessons that we can draw from running. Over the years, I've heard so many parallels drawn between life, faith, and running, and I just thought it'd be cool to have a conversation about it with the Greenfield Ridge Kids director, Victor Viler. Why, Victor? Well, not only has he run several marathons, and I'll let him share how many later on, but he also spent several years as a high school cross-country and track coach. Now, don't worry. If you're not a runner yourself, there's still a lot of valuable things that Victor's going to share that he's learned from running. This is my conversation with Victor. Hi, Victor. Thanks for coming on the Ridge Podcast.
1: Well, thank you very much uh, for allowing me to be here. I hope you're having a great summer.
0: I am. And you know what? I'm going to start off with a little uh, running pun for you. You ready for this? Uh, Right. How is the last stretch of summer going for you guys?
1: Well done, well yeah, done. Uh, thank you, thank well, you. Well, it has not.
0: So many immediately like, turned off the podcast right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it was like it has not felt like a marathon. It has felt yeah. more like a sprint. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, nice. There we See, go. You know? There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot
1: keep doing those run, those run-ons though. I, yeah. But you did. Yeah, I know. See? Okay.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's been uh, it's been a really fun summer. Uh, having a sixth grader and a fourth grader, uh, they they're little human beings. Now, like you can actually go play catch and do things and ride roller coasters and go to water parks and play mini golf. Like you can do all sorts of different activities uh, with your kids. And so because of that, we've had fun. We have made it fun. So
0: is it kind of scary to have a, you have a new incoming sixth grader going into school? Is that like, uh, is that a scary thing or are you just kind of rolling with the punches and going for it?
1: No, I'm a realist. I love it. So I was like, we, yeah. we are the age, we are the age that we are. And uh, it's his time. It's his time. You know, whether you're ready for it or not, he is, you know, an 11 year old going on 12 and that becomes sixth grade and he is ready to do it. He is excited about a lot of things. Uh, I think one thing that was really helpful in the transition for him is uh, he joined Boy Scouts uh, mm-hmm. this, this last year. and And that was where he gets to get connected. Even as a fifth grader, he was getting to hang out with middle schoolers and high schoolers and good role models. And so I think and they met at the middle school, so there's all these like connections where he was able to like start getting ready for it. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's been exciting.
0: Yeah, I think anytime you can ease transitions that way by building those connections and making it like a demystifying. I don't know if that's a word, uh, but it is today. Uh, it is today. Yes, uh, the transition is super helpful. But uh, hey, let's let's dive into our conversation today. So we're in the just started a series called on the run. Um, and so we had to talk a little bit about running, right? And so the master runner at the Ridge is Victor Weiler. That's you, obviously. That's, that's a pretty big statement. Yes, I know. I know there's somebody, you know, (laughs) who shall remain nameless. Their soul just, just got sad a little bit that I called you the, the master. They know who they
1: are. They know who
0: they they are. are. Uh, but yeah, maybe start off. Why, you know, what is it about running that you connect with so well?
1: Uh, well, I I think the first thing ultimately was, uh, when I first went out and tried it, it was something I was decent at right away,
0: Yeah, which I know
1: that's always the hardest thing. We always want to promote a kid to be like, Hey, keep trying, keep working hard. And someday you'll get it. Well, that didn't happen with baseball and it didn't happen with basketball, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, no, it was, it was a thing that I went out and did and it just felt different. It was just something That I kind of found myself. So now I think we are in the age, and I can talk about this, where ADHD was not a thing that was really diagnosed in the 80s and 90s, you know, Mm -hmm. and and there wasn't medications for it. Uh, And so my son actually is on medication for it. And I I sit there and I look at what he's going through and the things that he struggles with, um, whether he's medicated or not. And for me, uh, that became my grounding base of thought. Like when I went out and I ran and I was able to do this, I could think more clearly. So mm. I think it was this thing that I came back and I'm like, I feel good after I do this and I can think more clearly. Uh, and I'm able to go out and do those. And then, yes, yeah, so I just found that piece of being able to go out and push myself, um, and then be able to become a better student. Uh, cause my grades were awful as an elementary student And even going into middle school and the minute i started becoming running and the more passionate i became about it i had like a better time management schedule i was able to get work done better and so it was it was really almost became like a saving grace for my life too Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you know it's so interesting i feel like growing up uh like i would always hear about running in correlation with like like with faith uh, Mm. that just like that Mm -hmm. connection point. And I think the first time I ever heard about what a marathon was, it was like in like, like some like Sunday school class where like this teacher's like, yeah, and run the marathon. And I, you know, that's how I learned about what a marathon (laughs) was because people just love to make those, those connections. And I think, um, you know, there is the side that I feel like people have recognized for a long, long time that running is something that you can do that's super healthy for you and, and can help you. It has all these just like exercise benefits and things like that. But people do make a connection between life and faith and running. Why, why do you think that is?
1: Um. Well, it's because it's... I. Again, one of those things where I, I, I was trying to think of a like one of those Zen moments where you can just like you can yeah. remove yourself mm-hmm. away from all of the other distractions in life, mm-hmm. and it's a thing where it's like it's you and nature, or you and your thoughts, um, or now you and your podcast that someone's listening to while they're while they're on, <laughs> while they're on a run. Yeah. Um, and so I, for me, it was my getaway. Um, it was my getaway from all of the other distractions and noises from life to just wrap myself. And I, and I came into running first. I was all about what running was and what it could do for me before it became a faith thing. And so mm-hmm. when I started reading the Bible and I started looking at faith and, and all I mean, you can look at multiple spots where there's comparisons to running in the Bible, mm-hmm. which was written yeah. 2000 to 6,000, 7,000 years ago. Yeah. Whoa. There was running competitions and it was a thing that people did even then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so looking at that, um, I, was really able, I was able to all of a sudden start mapping those pieces together of like, why would God want to talk about running um, and how it relates? Because there's something that it does for you inside and out.
0: So as you're trying to map that out, what did you discover?
1: Oh, uh, a lot of different things. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, one of the first things that really gave me Perspective in it, uh, so I, I uh, accepted Christ uh, probably when I was about 21 years old. Um, mm-hmm. So I was right in the middle of college, running in college, and doing all that stuff. And then a couple of years later, I ended up getting an internship, uh, or just kind of really helping out at, at a at a ministry uh, at a nearby church in the Milwaukee area. Here, when I came back home, and I was signing up for my first marathon in 2004, and uh, that was my 25th uh, birthday present to myself, uh, so you can figure out my age there too. But my, yeah. I ran my first marathon <laughs> on my birthday, on my 25th birthday, I ran my first marathon. And wow. when I came back and I was explaining the story to the pastor, he's like, "Oh man, that sounds so much like this." Uh, and he and he quoted uh Hebrews 12:1, and he was just talking about this cloud of witnesses. You know, see, because he talks about therefore there's such a cloud, of, a great cloud of witnesses. Uh, Let us throw uh, everything off that hinders us. uh, All the Mm. sin that so easily entangles us. But basically he's saying, it reminds me of like when you were hurting in the middle of this marathon and there were just random people that don't even know you and they're cheering you on. Mm. You know, these these people that are like, I would never do what you're doing, but I'm going to cheer you on and we're going to get you to the finish line. It totally just flipped my thought process. I'm like, oh, this is what this is about. This is what this run is about is that there's there's going to be people cheering you on from all different parts of your life to help you take these steps and know who God has and finish um, what you've started. And um, yeah, that first marathon was really tough and it was hard. (laughs) But then after that, I started just looking more into the word and knowing the word um, I realized that when I went on my runs, that I had God with me, that God was with me and he was speaking to me while I was running. And that was where I was able to really just kind of work out and figure things out in life. Uh, does that make, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. It sounds like it was like an avenue where you like to kind of put together a couple of thoughts that you had, like, like you talked about like the Zen moment where you're running and it feels like the distractions are away. And like mm-hmm. those distractions sounds like it lets you be more focused on, okay, now I can actually process some of the elements of my faith and my connection with God that, um, maybe you're, are more challenging to process when I'm a little bit more distracted. Is that fair?
1: Yes, I would say yeah. That's that's really good.
0: Yeah. So you, uh, I gotta ask. So how many marathons have you run at this point? You said your first marathon. So and I know there's been more. So yes, uh, there And have I run?
1: also wanted to say a huge congratulations to you. I know in May you ran your first one.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes. That is correct. Yeah, so now do. I have now I now I've got all my uh, illustrations in the in the book. <laughs> 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 we can go <laughs> back to that, but
1: yeah. Um No, I think. Uh, it's a great journey. And there's there's people out there that one is enough. And there's other people they do it. And there's a little bit of that addiction kick of like, ooh, now what, I got to do it again. And yeah. um, <laughs> some people would even relate, if I can say this out loud, though, too, of like the first tattoo, you know, like, <laughs> like hey, was, that was painful, but it also was an experience that um, now I'm thinking about my next one. Uh, and so that is me. Um, I'm still. Every time I finish one, and uh, like I said, this was a story that I talked about with my daughter. She ran her first four mile race this summer and Mm -hmm. about a quarter mile left in it. She looks at me and she's like, I'm never doing this again. I'm like, I've said that at at the end of most of my races. (laughs) 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 And then, and then, and then I get to the and then I get done and I'm like, Oh, how can I do it better next time? So I have done 25. And I have done 21 different states. So for me, it's about the experience now. I don't want to go just run the same one over and over and over again just because it's there and it's, you know, I can wake up out of my own bed and go do it. Um, It's been about experiences. I mean, I've went and visited family members that I haven't seen in a long time just to go run a marathon to other friends that I don't, you know, I wouldn't get a chance to go hang out with otherwise. Um, But a a part of those 21 different states, um, I've done a fit, if you can count this as a marathon, I, you can almost count it as two is I did a 50 mile race. You know, I did an ultra. So I was like, oh I kind of count that as two, but it's one. <laughs> and then I've that's done, like,
0: I'll count. You can count that as like five. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I did, uh, I did, uh, the Ironman competition. And so at the end of the Ironman competition, you run a marathon too. So I was like, Oh, I'm counting that. I'm counting that as my, I think my that's
0: marathon. fair. So, yeah, I think... um,
1: <laughs> it was, uh, it was a slower one, but it was good. So, but yeah, 25. And I say as, as long as I don't get, Bored or broken. That's my, this is my quote. As long as I don't get bored or broken, uh, I will continue to keep doing them. Now, if I only did one a year for to getting the rest of the states done, I'll, I'll be in my seventies. So I have to, uh, you know, get these kids out of the house so I can do more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so I mean, one of the one of the things I got asked when after I got done in the marathon is people would say, well, what did you what do you think about during during the run. And you kind of enlightened us a little bit about what some of your thoughts are like, is that true for the actual marathons themselves? Or is that more true for training?
1: But so what do you think about?
0: Uh, I'm thinking specifically, you know, you have a lot of like those Zen moments where you're like, just connecting with God. Does that happen during the actual marathons? Or is that more so happening when you're like training to get ready for them?
1: Uh, yes, I think it happens. I think it happens. Mo- and the great thing about i don't know if it's a great thing about the marathons is in the marathon you can have all of those emotions within the same amount of time in, <laughs> yes, in
0: you the can. same right? yes, um,
1: cuz there's a difference uh there's the quote that the marathon is really actually two races the first 20 and the last 6.2 um and and there's a difference you know like it it just your body changes and so even if you felt good at mile 16 you could feel something so challenging and difficult at mile 22 that you're like, I want to quit. I want to be done. And you're so close to being mm-hmm. done. Uh, and I think we get like that in life too. And that's why there's comparisons of life and marathons is yeah. life life's a marathon, not a sprint. If you've heard that quote before, there's so much truth within that because in a sprint it's go and it's just keep your, you, you, you keep your head down and you drive and you go until you're done. In the marathon, you have to think about what's next what's happening, you know, to my body right now, how am I going to respond to this? And so you get into that part of, of life, we have multiple challenges coming up. So I think in the training, uh, it happens. It happens a lot. Cause a lot of times you're like, I have to do this. I have to get this done. Uh, now more of that happens, probably more on your long runs where you can kind of just space out and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm, going at this pace. And now I can think about the things that I have going on and what I need to do. Uh, in the marathon, you're, you're trying to follow a specific plan. You know, that you have a plan going in. Most people do. Um, hmm. You have a plan of, I'm going to go this pace. I want to be here at this point. I'm going to take my nutrition at this point. And so you think about those things in both components. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we always strive so, so, so much to like find analogies or find ways that we can like connect certain experiences with life in general because that helps us like put a framework for okay well, if i know i did this in this situation then now i can do this over here in life so that i'm better equipped or i can get through this challenge or things like that you know um and it sounds like one for you is discovering like having a plan like an understanding like the plan and the challenges and has that been something that you've taken from your running life and incorporated it into like, just like your day to day or your life in general?
1: Absolutely. Uh, some of my very close friends would say that I usually don't have a plan or my plan is the, vi- they call it the Viler <laughs> plan. Uh, they, they would like to admit that I don't run as many miles as I should <laughs> going into a marathon, but it's a part of, yeah. you know, all of the different time management. So what you have there. And so, uh, but yes, uh, because to go into tr- to go into training, uh, uh, Paul talks about this in First Corinthians.
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: to go into training, you have to put your your body through rigorous tests, mm-hmm. and a part of those rigorous tests helps um, your perseverance, it helps your endurance, and it helps your discipline uh, for life. Uh, so from running, that, and that's helped me in my approach to following God faithfully, but also to be a better husband, to be a better father. Uh, to be a better employee of working through a church, you know, like we're all Christians here, uh, but we all have different thoughts. And we, so we work all together differently. And you're like, okay, how do we continue working together uh, to, to carry out God's vision for the Ridge Community Church? Uh, how, how I was when I was a coach, you know, I have to work with different types of people and work with different types of kids that have goals from my mom made me do this to I want to become the best runner in the state. Uh, and, and, and there's all, so you're working with many, just different personalities through that, but that's helped me a lot.
0: How do you take, so say you go through a marathon, say you did this running training and you feel like, okay, I've learned this life lesson. Okay. okay. We're going to be, we'll be dramatic here. I've learned this life changing lesson by running this marathon. How do you take that and begin to actually use and utilize that lesson you've learned? Right. Because I mean, we can learn something and we can experience something in a, in a run or uh, in maybe somebody else's life experience it. They learned a hard lesson or learned a life lesson, but they how how do you make that transition between learning it and okay, now I'm going to actually apply it and have this be a meaningful difference for me.
1: Um, I would say that even comes just with a part of the goal, but you have to review it and you have to follow up. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so, so for yeah. me, let's just say, a runner is setting a goal that, mm-hmm. you know, they. I'm just going to even use the most basic one of. I just want to finish, without stopping. Yeah. A, a, a race. Let's just say it's a one mile race. Yeah. I just want to finish without stopping. Yeah. Now, you apply that. You train. You go out. You do it, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. I, uh, and then you just, and then you just. Move on with life, and you don't do it ever again. Well, you didn't learn anything then. You know, like it, it's it's you review it. You say, okay, what did I do? What was hard? What helped me get through that process? And then, how do I repeat it? But and, and and a part of my goal too is you set another goal. I was like, it's okay to not reach a goal, and then you work and add some things to it to make sure it happens. Um, and that's a part of that discipline is you have to create a discipline uh, and go out there and be able to do it again. And again, and then set new goals so that you can raise the level. Cause a lot of times people, you know, if they set a, a goal of, I'm going to finish a marathon, they go out and finish a marathon. And they're like, eh, all right, I'm going to go move on with it. Even though it was an experience, it was emotional, you know, yeah. your knees are sore and you're icing them, but, and you saw, and you talked to so many people and you make connections and then you just kind of, oh, all right, that was a cool experience. Um, now it's a matter of like, okay, what's next? You know, what's next? How do you, take what you've learned and use it again to help others Uh, that's for me i guess too it was like Mm. how do i help myself and that's great but when i've helped myself i know that there's other people out there thinking similar or or struggling with different things as well does that make sense
0: i i think it does yeah i think you know i look back at my own experience um and the training and the like actual marathon itself and one of the things i experienced was just like uh, obviously, you go through your gambit of any. I mean, you go through that gambit whether you're like in training or you're um, you're actually running it, and you know you pains and injuries can come up, and and distinguishing the difference between the two, and all that to say, um, yep. I kind of had a moment during training and action when I was actually running it where it was like I knew that I was like hurting, right? And there's this temptation to be like, God, just take away this pain, just take mm-hmm. away this pain, and I can, I, I'll mm-hmm. go, I'll go through it. And I, I don't know if it was like just a realization for me, but it, it, I just had this moment when that was happening of being like, I don't think God's going to take this pain away, mm-hmm. but He is going to give me the strength to go through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's one of those things. I mean, I think that's definitely a life lesson, right? Where mm-hmm. you're going through something challenging, and our, you know, our default response is take this pain away, take this hardship away. Um, and I think that's a fair prayer. That's obvious. That's definitely a fair prayer. Yeah. But there's something I think powerful in the realization, at least it was for me of, I'm not going to take the pain away, but I will give you the strength. And I think that I love what you said about reviewing those moments, and that that experience and being thoughtful with it. Because, um, I mean, if I don't review that and think back to it, then it's just done, right? Like that moment happened and it doesn't change anything else in my life but once i review it it's like okay yeah that's that's not just running that's like okay this this circumstance is challenging and hard and god might not take it away but if i ask him to he'll give me the strength to get through it
1: and i love what you said there and uh I'll give you an example of i ran that 50 miler um and i was coaching i was coaching at the time at uh homestead high school and uh i said instead of me doing this for me uh i actually just wrote out a list of one through 50 in blank spots. And I just told the kids, I didn't tell them much about, I think they all knew that I was a pastor uh, mm-hmm. as well, but I just said, I'm gonna run each mile for whoever, anybody who wants me to run a mile for them. That I, that mile, I will think about you, I will pray for you, um, and like, I'll I'll invite my pain, I'll invite you into my pain, <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> and that's really what it almost became. But um, I ran it with another guy who ended up not being able to finish the race, but he thought it was the coolest thing that mm-hmm. um i had that list with me and so every eight to ten minutes because not everyone had a every not every spot had a mile marker um i was just looking and i'm like oh, all right so this mile is for susie you know mm-hmm. this mile is for my mom you know like whoever um had it and just being able to kind of think about them and preserve and and work through it because it's a part of it is that even in your biggest struggles there's others around you that are depending on you. Yeah. And, and, and it, that's why I can't give up. Mm. Uh, so even though it might be a simple thing as I'm going out for a run or some person's like, well, I'm just going to avoid the pain and not do a marathon (laughs) 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 or do a run because that just sounds hard. Yeah. Um, There's going to be other things. So what thing in your life do you have that gives you a little bit of struggle, a little uncomfortableness where you have to kind of talk to God? And you have to work through it and build that endurance and build that perseverance and build that discipline because if we're not willing to work for something, it's going to be easy to give up on everything else when hard, when things get hard. Uh, And that can go into marriages that can go into kids that can go into like, you have to be able to build those muscles for it mentally and physically.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff that you just shared. I I think there's something really cool about connecting a hardship with someone else's like a goal for someone else, you know, Mm -hmm. like, that's really cool that, you know, it, it gives, I I think inherently things have meaning, but there can be at times a challenge to see it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think the more we can remind ourselves of the purpose and being able to see that, uh, that can be super helpful. So I love your mile 28. You're like, I cannot believe I'm still running, but I'm running for But I'm running you know, I don't up. know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh and I think that's a really cool life parallel. That I think is really valuable. Um Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> I I'm curious, how many of these types of conversations happen so you you coached high school for a long time. Yeah. Um how many high school cross country. Sorry. So how many of these, yeah, how many of these types of conversations would you have with, with students and athletes where you connected some of these elements for them?
1: Uh, and that's always, you know, uh, it's, it's about showing them who you are and that you care for them. Cause a lot of times as a coach, um, or even as a parent, uh, you almost sometimes feel like you're the bad cop because you have to set the discipline right away. Mm. Um, as a coach right away, you want the kids to kind of be like, Oh, this is going to be hard. This is going to be tough, but we can see the goals on the other side of it. And so really where those conversations I believe start happening is in the middle of the season, when they start to see success, build Mm -hmm. on what they're doing. Uh, and then also for the ones that don't see success and it's frustrating and they're injured or they have, they're too busy and they can't focus on it. Uh, there's different conversations Uh, I've had conversations with kids about, Hey, this is tough. You know, this is a tough time commitment, but you know what? You're also, you know, you don't have a dad in your house and you have to work to help make money for your family. (laughs) Like it it is a true thing. And I understand the the dilemma. You want to still have fun with your friends doing cross country, but you have this other thing hanging over you. Hey, how do we help work that out together? You know, like that's a conversation where you get in and you talk about like, this is, you're going to have to, you're enduring through this. And I really want you to still have these social aspects of life. And then it builds into faith as well, too. Um, when I took over uh, at the high school at Homestead, I actually took over for a coach that um, had a brain embolism. I think I said that right. An aneurysm? Uh, and it might be an aneurysm. There's a, um, there's a yeah, So an aneurysm embolism is not right. That's right. Uh, pulmonary embolism, I think em, pulmonary embolism.
0: That's what it was, my wife so later. it was.
1: <laughs> and so basic fact is he was out on a run with the girls during the track season and he dropped dead, uh, in front of about seven or eight of them. Uh, oh, wow. and I took over for that team. <laughs> so, um, and uh, that was, that was, a I was, I was, that was stacked with emotion right from the start. Yeah. Uh, but I really had to invite God into the conversation. I actually originally just said, God, I am not going and applying for that job unless you come to me, unless you give me that a sign. Well, that week we happened to have a, a meet with Homestead when I was coaching somewhere else and a coach came up to me and said, we want you for this next year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. I was like, here's the conversation and this is what's going to go in. And, and so I was for, for a time as, as that, that, that I was needed and I was able to step in and just be able to walk along with those girls that year. Um, really gave them a lot of encouragement of like, we were able to come together and running through that and running through hardship, uh, really brought them together. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. really cool to just see a lot of them getting married and having kids now, uh, and just seeing the lives that they've been able to build and knowing that, like, I was able to come in along and have conversations around what the hardships do and what running to God in the midst of these In in the midst of these moments, I know we're talking about Jonah running away from God, you know, but running, what does it look like to actually run to God? And I know Mm -hmm. we'll get into that in the mix of the series. Uh, And how that helped them just be able to process the emotions and the the hardships. Uh, Mm -hmm. But otherwise on a day-to-day basis, uh, usually it's coaching, having fun, getting to know them, connecting to them so that when they do need you, um, that they can trust you to come to you. And then, then you might have some of those conversations. Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, and that just speaks to the value of, you know, when you're going through those hardships. I mean, that's a, that's something, a, I there's a running lesson for you. You know, when you're going through those hardships, having people surrounding you uh, mm. to be able to go through it together can be really powerful. Well, Victor, thank you so much for for sharing this stuff with me for, for talking through it. I know it's, uh, it's a fun conversation, right. To be able to, to be able to chat about running, but it's also something that I think, like I mentioned before is just so present in conversations about life and faith. And it's just the, the parallels are so easy there. Um, and so thanks for sharing like the things that you've been able to learn and grow in and, and kind of develop as, and I think there's some cool life lessons that we can draw as well. Even if you don't run, uh, and that's that what experience. I was
1: going to say. I think It's important to be able to look at it. Like I think sometimes people can just shut off like, well, I'm not a runner, so I don't know what that means. I think there's yeah. many different components to that, yeah.
0: Yeah, well said. Thanks, Victor.
1: All right. You're welcome, John. Thanks for always um, hanging out with and, and having a conversation.
0: Well, that was my conversation with Victor. And I think there are a couple of really cool takeaways that you can gather from our conversation, but I'll just share my favorite. Find some time, maybe it's during an activity like running or something else, where you're distraction free. Those are moments where God can really help us sort through our thoughts, direct us, and if we really pay attention, teach us something really valuable about him or about life in general. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ridge Podcast, and make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.